Welcome to uh, the Homicide Canada podcast. Uh, this is episode 45. Uh, I'm Phil, uh, your co-host, and I'm here with my co-host and producer, Tammy. Um, so I guess uh, we also run a website uh, associated with the podcast called homicidecanada.com. And if you go there, uh, we basically try to track all the homicides that happen in Canada. So we try to put a page for every homicide. So, yeah, if you want to go and check that out. Um, also, we have for each province and each um, major municipality, we have a page in that kind of tracks the homicides that happen as the, years, the year goes along in that. So if you say you're from Toronto and you want to see, like, hey, who's been killed in Toronto and that, you can go to that page. Uh, normally, most of our episodes have been we basically do a monthly uh, roundup of the homicides that happen in Canada each month and that. Um, but occasionally we'll do some special episodes and we're trying to branch out in that to that more. And they can vary. Uh, sometimes they'll be like uh, around a theme of homicides and that. Like we did a, an episode about rapper homicides and that. That was, uh, I think, yeah, got a lot of views in that because I guess people like rappers and homicide. Um, and also we have occasionally we'll do like specific cases in that. So this, this episode, episode 45, is about... Um, one of the like uh, a specific homicide in that so uh, we're going to try to do a bit more uh with that regards in the future in that so just kind of as time allows and as effort allows in that um this one is about the homicide of elnaz haj tamiri um haj tamiri spelled h-a-j-t-a-m-i-r-i so there we go um so basically uh before we get into like kind of like the, the main part of the case, um, I found this case kind of interesting because uh, this woman, she's an Iranian woman in Canada and that uh, basically as we'll hear in the podcast, um, basically she kind of disappeared and there was a lot of indications earlier on that her disappearance was kind of a homicide as we'll find out in that. And I guess the thing that kind of surprised me, Tammy, was just how there wasn't a, as much media ex, like sort of focus on it as you would think. No, there really wasn't, and there wasn't really until this year. Yeah, because I like you know it's to be fair like in a missing persons case, um, you know a lot of people go missing, and you know a lot of people go missing, and and you know they just ran away or whatever or that they're like it's is it. I don't think every person who goes missing, because I think if you looked at the stats from the police and that, a lot of people go missing Canada each year and that. And it's n probably not worthy of, like, media attention for every single one in that, um, especially depending on who the person is in that. But what I would say is that um, this case, as we'll find out in that, is obviously uh, there was some, like, foul play or... or like, it was obviously some, it wasn't she just, like, I'm, like, having a new life or whatever in that. She, yeah. like, basically, like, something happened to her in that. And, she, yeah, it, like, it was, she'd been missing for a while. And, yeah, and I was always surprised that, like, the fact that all these crazy things happened and there just wasn't a lot of media attention on it, so. Yeah. All right. So, we'll start this out now. Who is Elnaz Hajtamiri? Elnaz, originally from Iran, came to Canada in 2018, a year after her husband, Farnam Shapafuer, died following an illness. She came to rebuild her life, residing in Richmond Hill, working as an administrator in imports and exports, and volunteering with charitable organizations. Elnaz Hajtamiri made 
a complaint with the York Regional Police in November of 2021 that her former boyfriend, Mohamed Lilo, had been harassing her following their November breakup. That's kind of interesting in the fact, like, yeah, like, so early on, she'd been, like, telling the police, like, yeah, this guy's been harassing me in that. So. Yeah, you think they'd be on it a yeah. little faster. Um, Elnez, who is, was 37, was attacked in a garage at her residence on King William Crescent, located in the area of Young and Bantry Avenue, in December 2021. She was then struck with a frying pan. Elnez was taken to hospital for treatment of non-life-threatening injuries where she had suffered a cracked skull and required stitches to her forehead. So, admittedly, like, you know, that's non-life-threatening, but, like, yeah, if you have, like, she, a skull fracture, yeah, like, that's she not... she still got hit with, with a frying, a frying pan. pan. Like, yeah, that's, like, not a minor assault in that where somebody just gets kind of punched in the face and, you know, that nothing gets broken in that. Yeah, and if, if you Google it, you can see how, how terrible the wound was. Like, yeah. there's pictures on the internet of it. So two suspects were estimated to be, be between 20 and 25 years old. They fled the scene in a vehicle that was stolen earlier from the area of Finch Avenue and Don Mills Road in Toronto. Also, I do think it's weird that they used a frying pan. It does seem odd. So, like, I don't, do like we know that, that like, did, like, they break kind of into her home then and grab the frying well, pan? Or did they, in a garage. Did, did they bring the frying pan with them? I don't know. I it, don't know. Like okay. It, yeah, it seems odd. It's interesting, too, the fact that they, um, like, they, they actually stole a vehicle to do this crime and that. So, obviously, yeah. like, oftentimes, like, more professional type people will do that. Like, obviously, if you see, like, in, like, mob hits or something like that, if somebody's going to, like, they'll never drive their own car to do an assault. They'll, like, get a stolen car and then and then yeah. drive there. And then oftentimes they'll burn it later. But, like, yeah, they uh, obviously. They intended on doing something yeah. that they knew was wrong. Yeah. They like they know they don't want to get caught or something like that, and then yeah. So they, there's a, a little, I guess, kind of a, obviously there's a level of professionalism to these guys here and that where, uh, yeah, yeah. So kind of strange. So in the weeks before her assault, the company where she leased her vehicle found two tracking devices during a routine inspection. A third tracking device was later recovered by York Regional Police that were investigating the assault. So do you think they didn't take it seriously because she got hit with a frying pan? Uh, yeah, I mean, it really makes you wonder in that. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. But the, like, thing. I don't know. I guess I guess the thing is, like it says here, the tracking device was was later recovered by York Regional Police. So but she had two before that. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm saying that, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, she knows these this this. Well, as we'll sort of see, like there's like. This um, I got to make sure I got my like, yeah, that, like, she, like her former boyfriend in that, I guess, allegedly like, yeah, like. She knows then that, like, there's tracking devices. And this is, yeah, as you said, this is even before the assault in that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's obviously weird. she knows what's going, like, it's something that's going on that's kind of kind of weird in that. So, okay. Um, so then on January 12th of 2022, uh, Elnaz Hajtamiri was uh, forcibly taken from the, the Wasaga Beach home of rel relative on Trailwood Place, uh, where she was staying out of fear for her safety at approximately 8.30 p.m., by three armed men in balaclavas uh, and wearing fake police vests claimed to have a warrant for arrest, according to OPP investigators. Uh, they forced their way into the home and dragged Hat Jamiri into a stolen white Lexus RX SUV. Uh, according to CBC, Lilo, uh, the former boyfriend of Elsnaz Hatch Jamiri, hired a private investigator uh, 
the Brampton-based company Investigations Plus Limited to locate and surveil Hajj Tamiri and keep tabs on her location in the days and weeks before she was violently abducted from Wasaga Beach on January 12th. Um, so a CBC source said investigators with the firm conducted surveillance on January 10th and 11th outside the Wasaga Beach home where Hajj Tamiri was staying with relatives. Um, Gabriel Kodrukaru, owner of Investigations Plus, said he had a private investigator watching the home on the day of the abduction, but said the man left his shift by 6 p.m., uh, two and a half hours before the abduction because he's diabetic and went to get food and to take his insulin shot. Um, yeah, so there's a lot to unpack there. Like, obviously, yeah. the one thing is, like, that's, like, fairly suspicious that, you know, um, coincidence that, like, this private investigator guy is like surveilling the home the day of the abduction and then conveniently two and a half hours before the induction he's like i got diabetes i gotta get food yeah. and get my insulin shot middle of that if you're diabetic you got to do that but, but you're a pi yeah you're a pi in you that i don't know it seems like it does yeah and it yeah either that or or maybe it's kind of like a weird uh a weird uh job choice but yeah it's yeah. odd like the other thing i guess like there's a lot of just weird stuff here so like yeah. Like, you got to wonder, like, does Lilo and, like, obviously all this stuff is alleged. Well, not all alleged. Like, some of the stuff we're saying here is is, is just kind of more fact than that. So yeah. Lilo hires these guys. They're surveilling her. Um, and then after, like, the, the guy goes, then, then she gets abducted. Like, this is, like, a pretty strong trail. It's of, pretty suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's, like... I don't know. Like, I guess maybe he didn't think that. Um, I don't know exactly how it came out that these investigators were like doing this and that. But like, obviously, you know, if say you're trying to kill someone and like you're like, I'm gonna hire like some private investigators to watch these dudes or this person, then you know, and it comes out that they're dead later. It just, I don't know, just doesn't seem like a good strategy in some yeah, ways. Yeah, it that. doesn't. So. so now, by the one thing we know is is well, we don't know really, but like, we we just know she was abducted that day. Yeah. So. All right, Kojukaro to told CBC that Lilo initially claimed that Hajtamari had stolen one hundred thousand dollars from him, and he wanted to find her to serve her with court papers. Lilo's story then changed, and he claimed that his brother had been shot. At that time, Lilo said that Hajtamari may have been involved in the shooting and that she was dangerous. Lila was charged with criminal harassment in connection to that complaint, and nine days later, Hajtamari was abducted. And since Hajtamari was abducted, police say she has not been seen or heard from since, and there have been no ransom demands. So it was interesting. I remember when this was kind of happening in that there was a little bit in the press in that, but like a little bit, uh, not that much. Cause like, obviously like, yeah, it's, this was just not a standard missing person. Like this person just, you know, yeah. there was this, she was taken by fake police. Yeah. Like, that's and a like, deal. she had like her, her boyfriend and like her ex-boyfriend and that, like, this is obviously, I don't know. I think it, it should have been like a bigger story than it was in that. So. Yeah. Um, in July 2022, OPP officers went to Lilo's home in Broussard, Quebec, to arrest him for Hajtamari's kidnapping, as well as attempted kidnapping and attempted murder in connection to the alleged assault in Richmond Hill. On the one-year anniversary of the abduction, the OPP and York Regional Police 
announced a joint $100,000 reward for information that would lead to investigators to her whereabouts and those responsible for her abduction. So, Raisat Singh was arrested and charged on April 12, 2022 in connection with the alleged attack in and November. And that was the initial frying pan attack then? Yeah. Okay. He pleaded guilty to aggravated assault and was deported in December. Wow, so he's actually deported on based on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Harshteep Binnan was charged with attempted murder and attempted kidnapping. Both he and Raisat Singh were also charged in early 2022 in connection to pickup truck thefts in the Edmonton area. Singh also pleaded guilty to the truck thefts. Um, so I guess Binnan then, um, he's been charged, um, but he hasn't pled, I guess, then to this yeah. particular charge. Okay. And Harshpreet Sekhan and Jaspreet Singh and... Akash Rana were charged with aggravated assault and conspiracy to commit an indictable offense. And so was that with regards to the frying pan assault then? Or Yeah. Okay. I guess the thing is the conspiracy, like Yeah. You can like there was the assault, but I guess they all got together and planned. That, yeah. And that makes a conspiracy. So And they stole that car. Yeah. Um, oh, that's true too, yeah. Yeah. So. It seems like that's their MO. There's a lot of stolen vehicles yeah. in this. Uh, a Canada-wide warrant is outstanding for Shukpreet Singh, 22, of Mississauga for aggravated assault and conspiracy to commit an indictable offense. So, I guess, is that, um, geez, okay. That, I guess, is six different people charged for the frying pan offense then? Or? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's actually, like, uh, you know, that's a pretty big operation. Yeah. Okay, so, all right. Uh, okay, so we'll go on then. Um, so then the people who were charged in connection to the, the, the actual January 12th abduction in Wasaga Beach um, as follows, I guess. I guess so on November 9th, uh, the Ministry of the Eternal General in Ontario charged Mohamed Lilo, the boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, I guess, yeah. with first-degree murder. Um, he remains in custody and waiting bail. Uh, OPP Detective Inspector Matt Martin Graham said Lilo's case is before the court. Subject to pu publication ban, but did confirm, and this is interesting, that Leo had a shipping container business and he was responsible for the movement of containers from Canada to, quote, all parts of the world, unquote. Yeah. So that's obviously interesting in terms of homicide. Um, and then also Crystal Lawrence, uh, she was arrested on March 16th and charged with kidnapping. Um, Dominique Ewan uh, was charged with kidnapping, fraud, and possession of property obtained by crime. Do you know, like, normally, most often Dominique is a female name, but... Yeah, I'm not sure. They didn't say if they didn't they say were that. male so, or female. So, like, it's interesting, like, um... Yeah, because it would be... Unless it's French, I don't know, does Dominic turn change to Dominique? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. Like, I remember French. there was Dominique Wilkins. He was, like, a like way back in the past, he was a... Uh, I think he played for the, he was a basketball player for the Atlantic Hawk, uh, Atlanta Hawks. He, so he was good at slam dunks. Non-gendered uh, name. Yeah, I don't know. It could be, uh, not sure. But at least there's one female that was arrested in this, yeah. which seems like unusual a little bit. Uh, Adam Suleiman Ankamar uh, was arrested on May 12th and charged with kidnapping, possession of a firearm or ammunition contrary to prohibition order, prohibition order. Uh, position, possession of a prohibited or Restricted firearm with ammunition, unauthorized possession of a firearm, careless storage of a firearm, 
weapon, prohibited device, or ammunition, knowledge of unauthorized possession of a firearm, and possession of proceeds of property attained by crime. Um, and then also a warrant has been arrested for the arrest of um, Deshaun Davis, 35, of Toronto. So I guess let's let's check up here. So so for this, the actual abduction, Lilo, the, the, I guess the ex-boyfriend was charged. Yeah. And he's the only one, I guess, who's been charged with first-degree murder. Yeah. And then there's four others that have been charged uh, for the kidnapping. and But they weren't charged with murder. They were only charged with the kidnapping then. No, and we don't know what the warrant towards Deshaun Davis yeah. is actually Okay, for. that's fair. True, too, yeah. So we, the, the other three we know were charged with kidnapping. So. Yeah. So I wonder, like, I wonder if the woman was the the one who got her out of the house. Like, if a woman knocks on your door yeah. and you're a woman, you're more liable to answer it, right? Yeah, th- like that. That's possible. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's just it's pretty strange, and that's like yeah, it's like the whole thing is very strange. And they still haven't found her body. And yeah, and they still haven't found their body. I found it a very interesting that only he's been charged. With first-degree murder, um, like, I don't want to speculate too much, but it makes you... And these other people were only charged with kidnapping, like... Yeah. In the sense that, um, like, maybe, like, they facilitated the kidnapping, like, like obviously, the police aren't going to say at this stage, because it's all before yeah. the courts. Maybe that's all they did, and then they just transported her to him, and then there's other stuff going on, um... Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy in that. Um, yeah, I wonder how long it'll take us to hear about the rest of this. Yeah, so I guess it's like so he was arrested. I guess November 9th of twenty twenty three last year. Then yeah. Okay, so like obviously yeah. Pretty pretty fresh. We're recording this. I guess what January fourth. So it's still yeah. pretty early. Um, yeah. So obviously it's going to take a while. Like the court systems in Ontario is pretty slow. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing is too is is that he's on bail. Or not? He's not in bail. He's on. He's in custody, awaiting bail. But he's, as far as we know, he's he hasn't made bail. Um, as far as we know. Yeah, and immediately for homicide now, uh, it, you never used to be able to get uh, bail for homicide, but it's it seems to happen more often. Happen now. more often now. The one thing is, it's I think it's less likely. Like if it's just it's gonna end if somebody gets charged with manslaughter, then I think it's it's likely. But this is first degree murder, and I think it's less likely. And I, I think this particular crime as well in that, especially. If he has a shipper container business around the world and that, yeah. then, like, yeah, he's uh, probably a flight risk because, you know, he could, I guess, potentially put himself in some shipping container to, like, Mexico or something. Um, but, yeah, and but the one thing is, like, we don't know. Um, I assume these, the, the, the three that got arrested for the kidnapping, were all, like, they've probably been bailed for that because they weren't charged with murder. So You would think so. You would think so. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what, I, what I like, obviously, this case is, is obviously interesting, the fact that, like, you know, she was telling them, like, hey, like, this crazy ex-boyfriend is, like, doing stuff, and yet he still goes ahead and does this. Yeah. Allegedly. Like he's tracking her. Yeah. There's, like, a lot of evidence in that that he's doing this. I guess, like, there's a lot of questions. The other question I have is just, like, why does he care so much? Yeah. Like, they didn't date for that long. Like, why couldn't he have just, like let this 37-year-old Iranian woman just, like, oh, it's a bad relationship or whatever. Like, why does he Why does he care so much to do this? So Yeah, I don't know. Like, what if he's into <laughs> nefarious things and she knows too many of these things? I suppose that's a possibility. In yeah. That. But, but, yeah, it just it just seems really strange where he, uh, yeah, he's just making, like, such an effort to, like, 
It is weird. Yeah, it's very strange in that. And yeah, and it's yeah, as I said at the top in that, the one like the one thing I find most interesting about this case is that um yeah, is that yeah, it never really got very much media coverage in that. Like no. People were saying like, yeah, this this stuff was happening and before she got abducted, like she gets like I remember I think I remember hearing about the frying pan incident like earlier like a little bit in that and then yeah and then she ended up getting abducted in that and then it's like yeah. well where is she in that and then and then you told me about it and it yeah. took me forever to find anything about yeah. it it was weird there ha- yeah there hasn't been a lot of inf- information on this and it's I don't know if it's just because she's like Iranian in that or or and I don't know maybe the regular the mainstream media doesn't care as much but yeah it's just or because it's like sleepy town yeah it could beach. be yeah maybe like yeah north of Toronto and that and people don't really care I don't like I don't know it's pretty strange in that because like I don't know. It's just like, and the fact, I don't know. The other thing is, is like, it seems like it was like, like, obviously all these crimes are alleged at this stage, but like, obviously, mm-hmm. um, she was put in complaints to York Regional Police saying like, yeah, this is my, you know, my ex-boyfriend's harassing me and that criminal. Yeah. And, that. and then, and then I don't, it's interesting. Yeah. Like his, his, his choices too is like, you know, like, you know, if you, if that's happened and then you're like, I'm still going to do this, like, I don't know, just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, I, I don't know, I, maybe, maybe, I don't know if it'll even come out of trial when it gets there or whatever. And, but yeah, it just seems strange. And obviously, we, they, the police haven't, like, it seems like they haven't found the body. I don't know. Like, I think they probably would say if they did. You would think they would. Yeah. But I guess they probably have suspicion. Like, we don't know, obviously, the evidence the police has in that. Like, they could have obviously, taken all his emails or text or something like that and yeah there's a thing where like i dumped her in the lake or something like that so yeah but they probably know, a know a lot so yeah so. so yeah so there's a publication ban on this as well then i guess in terms of just like what we can report then or or what we can see we can't see anything okay which is kind of wild like there's no information beyond what we have okay <laughs> so basically yeah we basically know that he's been charged these other people have been charged yeah we know about the frying pan assault and that that she registered this complaint in that so yeah okay uh is like like is is lilo did he have much of or any uh social media presence or anything or i found a facebook page but it was private so okay yeah can't really see much uh i forget and we we had do we have the age for lilo then or um, I don't think so. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. So, um, I don't know. I would guess he's probably not too different in age from her, although I'm just speculating there. Um, yeah, so, yeah, this whole case is, yeah, it's very strange in that. So, like, I just, I don't, I don't like, I don't know, maybe we'll find out, but, like, why did he care so much to go? Oh, he's 34. Okay, he's yeah. So he's, he's, yeah, he's a little, little younger than her, um, but nothing too unusual, I don't think. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, this whole thing is very strange, so, and yeah, I guess the one thing is, is that now, um, just the way the Ontario court systems move, it's going to be quite a while, I think, well, I don't know, like, the rest of November, like, I don't know, could it maybe... It seems to usually take like a year. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe November of now we're into twenty twenty four. Maybe that's when like that things will start happening trial wise and stuff like that. So or maybe because like we don't have all the COVID shutdowns. Things yeah. are going a little faster. Maybe it's going a little faster in that. But yeah, so um, and do we know much? Like like we just know that he has the um, the um, the business of. Um, shipping, containers. shipping containers so we don't really do we know the name of that company or um no i guess that's covered under the publication, uh, public, ban, publication as well. ban so so yeah um 
Yeah. So this, yeah, I think like this is obviously a very strange case. We don't know yeah. any further information, but as yeah, just to reiterate one more time, like yeah, it's obviously she was abducted. She said before, like, hey, like this is, uh, you know, she'd already registered. Like she'd have had problems with getting criminally harassed by her ex-boyfriend, and then, yeah, now he's charged with first-degree murder. So yeah, um, yeah, strange case. Yeah, and hopefully we can come back to it in a year. Yeah, so there'll probably be like a part two of this once we know more on that. Um, probably like a, if you listen to our episodes, um, our monthly episodes where we go over the. The homicides that occurred in 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 Canada each that month. Uh, usually, we have a section at the end where we also give updates on ca- cases that are going on. So yeah, if we hear anything more about it, like if he makes bail or if we learn any, any other information about him, then we'll definitely put those in the monthly episodes. So 